Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today. I so appreciate you. I'm so grateful to have you in my life, to be able to bring to you the things that we talk about every week, to be able to spend time with you. You know, sometimes I really understand how Mr. Rogers felt at the beginning of each one of his episodes, or at least how he described it, you know, or even how um, Carol Burnett at the end of each of her episodes sang about how she was so glad we had this time together. I'm so grateful for the time that I get to spend with you, it's such a blessing in my life. You know, those of you that know me know that this is my guilty pleasure. I really do love doing the radio show, bringing you these amazing guests and spending time with you, helping you up level in both your life and in your business so that you can live thriving in all that you do. You can be thriving, truly free, exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even think. And today is no different. Today we want to ask the question, what's the purpose? Really more clearly, we want to ask, what is your purpose? Why are we here? What's the point? Sometimes, and I don't know about you, but I know I've been there, sometimes it just feels like, what's the point? You know what I mean? That's just how life feels, right? Have you ever been there where you're just like, what is the point of all of this mess? Um, or insert expletive here. Uh, you know, and then there are other times where you're just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe how amazingly blessed I am. So what is the purpose of life? What is your purpose in life? How do you know? How do you discover it? And why do you live the way that you live? How do you move from where you are to where you're going? From, if you will, glory to glory, even in the times when it doesn't feel quite so glorious, right? Because some days are just, well, you know, work, right? Have to get up, get dressed, go to work, do the things that only you can do. And hopefully you're learning to let go of the things that you shouldn't ought to be doing anyway. But regardless, it's just work days, you know. Other days are so amazing. You wake up with the sun shining on your face and a puppy snuggling with you. And you're just like, oh my gosh, how could the day be any better? And sometimes the day stays that way the whole time. And other times, by the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, how could a day that started out this wonderful have turned out the way that today's turned out. But today we want to talk with a couple of guests and we want to see if we can explore this whole concept of what is the purpose? More importantly, what is your purpose? How do you discover it? How do you live in it? How do you take all that stuff that happens to every single one of us and incorporate it into the incredible, amazing, wonderful, necessary person that you are to make that difference in this world that only you can make. That if you don't make it, nobody else is going to be. Now, God has a way of making sure that the things that need to get done, get done. But there's a purpose and a reason for you. And only you can live that purpose. The world will go on if you don't, but the world will be a better place when you do. So we want to talk about some of the circumstances that happen in your life and how you can then take those, turn them into absolute gold and live your purpose to not just spend your days asking, what is the purpose of all of this? But rather live each of your days on purpose, in your purpose, with a purpose, purposefully as you thrive, you exceed and you live as a thriving entrepreneur. I've got three really great, amazing guests for you today. I'm looking so forward to sharing them with you. Without further ado, let's just jump right into our very first guest. Here we go. Join me in welcoming 
Pauline Mathis Renault. Hey, Pauline, how you doing today? I'm great. How you doing, Steve? I am good, thanks. So, first of all, just tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Um, I'm Pauline Mathis Renault, and I'm publishing my second book today, and I'm really excited about that. And um, I was married for 25 years. Um, and if you read the book, you'll find out all about me. And I don't want to give it away right now, Steve. I was oh, just okay. get into it. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, I'll be giving away some nuggets. I'm going to let you read the book and find out more about me. So the book is called No Wasted Rain. And it is very much um, a story, the chronicle, if you will, of your life. Uh, the good, the bad, and unfortunately, there is some ugly in there. Um, I think it did a really good job, actually, of um, of adding grace into some of the situations. But, you know, life happens, and, and it's part of who you are, too. So tell us a little bit about why you decided to go ahead and write the book and, and tell people about what you've been through. Well, I had a near-death experience Um a little more than seven years ago. And I had been meditating before I had the, ex the near-death experience a couple months on my purpose. I knew that I wasn't done with, I had more to give to the world, more to offer. So on meditation, I had a near-death experience. And the next day I woke up with uh, write my life story. And that's what I started to do with some encouragement because it wasn't something that I, it wasn't a goal that I had in mind for myself seven years ago when uh, I had the near-death experience. It wasn't the, um, the way I was going to spend the next seven years, I thought. So that's how, that's how the book uh, came about, that I wrote the book. So for people that know you and are followers of you, they know that your first book um, is included actually in this book. We ended up doing, uh, you know, two books in one, if you will, um, because book one is quite a bit of a cliffhanger, actually. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, but what happened to Pauline? You know, <laughs> um, And, you know, so we, I think it makes a lot of sense to put them, put the two of them together. Um Give us just a taste, don't you know, tease us a little bit. Where did you leave us at the end of book one, and where are we going at the beginning of book two? In book one, at the very end, I write about my experience that I had with a dear friend of mine, a family member of mine, that she and I had been very close, our families. Um, had been very close for 16 and 17 years. She was closer to me than anyone in my life other than my immediate, my husband and children at the time. Um, and I found out, uh, you know, my grandmother always said, what's done in the dark will always come to the light. Sooner or later, it will be exposed. And I always held on to that and truly believed it, but never would I find out uh, that what came to light for me. After about 13 years, I found out that this dear friend of mine, family member, and my husband had had an affair in our home while the children and I slept, which was almost like a movie. I, I really, even when I think about it now, I'm still surprised and shocked and very disappointed. You know, you see the movies and you all talk about things like that that happens. You never think it's going to happen to you. But you realize in life, and that's what my books are about, you know, um, this book, it's the same name as the first book, No Wasted Rain. Because like you had said, it is the first one is included and then the second one follow up. And it tells how... I reacted and what happened as a result of finding out that my husband and best friend, family member, had slept together in my home while the children and I slept. And they carried on the affair about three and a half years after it was over without my knowledge. 
and it just goes on to tell um, some growing pains that I went through quite a bit, things that I never expected. You know, you look, I always looked in the future and tried to see what was coming. I wanted to be prepared because of my childhood, I didn't have any control of what happened. Um, so I always thought that I would have more control in my adulthood. And then I found out that a lot of things you just don't have control. Life happens and that's the rain. And the rain happens for a reason. And that's what I had to look at. And it was the rain in my life. Things that disappointed me, that hurt me, that made me grow. So we pick up in book two. Um, and book two is kind of the, now that I've dropped the bottom out of your world, let's let you know that, you know, life does get okay. Um, again, give us just a little taste of some of the cool stuff that's now happening in your life since that horrible time. Well, I'll tell you one thing that happened in my life that I, I always took on when I found out, you know, you're, you're in the days, it's like, to say that the rug was snatched from underneath me is you can't really even put it into words. Um, that is how I describe it with lack of words to really, you know, put that, you know, to put it into words. Um, but I learned a lot about myself. I learned about a lot about who I am. I had to go back to some things that actually I had forgot about uh, me. You know, in life, you know, when you get married and you have children and you're busy, there's things about yourself that you lose. You push, you push back or you push away um, that came back up for me that I found out um, with everything that went through about who I am, the grit. I took the motto, um, Donald Trump's first wife is living well is the best revenge. And believe me, when I found out what had happened in my own home. I think I lived very well after that. There's things things that I never do again. Um, you know, I had some plastic surgery. I, I just threw caution to the wind. I was always so cautious before because I couldn't afford. I always felt that I didn't have anyone in the world to fall back on. So I had to be very careful, try not to make mistakes. And I realized that no matter what you do, things are always going to happen out of your control. So be who you are. And that's who I try to live my authentic self now of who I am. Well, to that end, um, because I know you are pretty candid about the fact that you a lot of times didn't live who you are or your best version of yourself, what happens to us when we're not really true to ourselves like that? We forget. Number one, we forget about who we really are, dreams that we want in life. We put them off. We, we push them down. And um, it, it's, it's a struggle to really, it's something that you have to work on constantly. I should say that I have to work on. With writing the book, it taught me so much about myself, things that I didn't even really realize because I wanted to be very fair to everyone in the book that I wrote about. So um, some people that has read the book think that I, like you said, gave grace. Well, I want grace to be given to me also in this life. So, um, you know, I, I learned a lot about myself and I, and I grew up a lot of things I hadn't realized or accepted about my even that I didn't even know that I stopped with writing the book. And I thought about what made me make that decision? How did that affect me? And why did I make that decision? And um, it was very interesting. Uh, I learned a lot. And between book one and book two, you know, to write your life story and to have it published is 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 a big deal especially when you write uh, my book is very honest everything in my book is true and it wasn't easy to do it wasn't easy to write 
It's, to me, I find that's one of the most difficult things that people do in life is not to be true to who you really are. We always say we're going to be true to ourselves, but a lot of times we're really not because we never take the time to stop and really assess our life, the decisions that we've made in our life and be honest, why did we make those decisions? Even decisions you're not proud of that you would change if you could go back. But I have learned and I wouldn't change. I don't think I would change anything. And that's a good place to be. So book two is titled Butterfly Rain. Um, can you explain to us what does the concept, what does butterfly rain mean to you? You know, when you transform into a butterfly, you're free. You, um, you have transformed and feeling like there was things in my life that I, that held me down, that I let hold me down. Now I feel, I feel light, you know, um, there was some things as I was going through, um, the experiences that I wrote about in my book, a couple of them in particular, I can remember the moment that they happened. Sometimes we have people, my ex-husband always had um, some things that, that we discussed that I always would make a decision on based on his reaction. And in the course of finding out what happened with him and the family member, I was true to who I was. And I remember the moment that happened. That was one of the most freest moments. You're talking about butterflies. I was light as a butterfly could ever be. I remember it was amazing. That was a wonderful feeling. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So somebody listening today might be really going through, you know, that hard rain, not the you know, it's really nice and sunny outside, but, you know, the rain's falling. You kind of enjoy it, but that really rough rain. For somebody that's going through that, what words of encouragement would you have for them? Remember one thing, that nothing will happen in your life. God will not let you have any experience. You believe in God, the universe, that you cannot handle. Feel confident that whatever rain you're going through, you're supposed to be going through it. Hold on to the rain. Love the rain. If you can, thank the rain. At that moment, thank the rain. And know in your heart that one day when you look back, you can truly, you will truly thank the rain. Because you will grow. It is there to teach you things. It is there for you to, uh, to grow to become who you really truly are. I think in life, before we come here, we have a soul assignment, an assignment on our life. That rain, you know, mine happened, one of the things is in my childhood. My relationship, the prejudice that I felt from my grandmother and my own home. I grew up with prejudice and that I used that rain my whole life, even without realizing it. And if you're going through rain right now, feel confident that God did not let that rain happen to you. There's reasons. Write down those reasons. Ask and think about it. What am I to learn out of this rain? How am I to grow? And it's always to help someone else, other self. That's what people don't understand. Cry for yourself. Please cry for yourself. But cry for everyone else also. Know that that rain is for you to help someone outside of you. Because by doing that, you truly help yourself. I've had plenty of conversations in my life without even realizing it. I can go someplace and people come up and just start talking to me about their childhood. Uh, about things that's happened to them in their life. And for some reason, I 
you know, with talking to that person and letting them know, did you think about, like me, I had to think about the experiences my grandmother had. My grandmother was born in 1902. Uh, when you think about it, ooh, she would be 120 years old um, today. The experience that that woman had, when I thought about that, that made me love her, give her grace. Whatever you're going through now, the person you reign, just try to see where can you give grace to those people, to the situation that you're going through. Mm, I love that so much. The book is called No Wasted Rain. It's by Pauline Mathis Renault. You can actually get it for free today on Amazon. Um, you know, the ebook, get it. It's available all around the entirety of the world. Uh, very good book and really something exciting that you need to get today. Pauline, thanks so much for spending some time with me here, here on the show today. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, everyone. Bless you. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed the book. My hope, my purpose, my plan, my want, my wish, my dream, and my prayer for you is that all of those things that have happened in your life will be like rain that nourishes you. And you will be at the place where you too can say there really truly has been no wasted rain, that you'll live in it, you'll thrive, you'll grow, and you'll live in the core heart and soul of your purpose as you live each day as a thriving entrepreneur. We are going to take our first commercial break and then we'll, and we'll be right back, if I can say it, here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk to you about purpose. You know, we move from the, ugh, what's the purpose of all of this to what is your purpose? How do you know it? How do you grow in it? How do you discover it? In the first segment, we were talking about how the rain that falls in our lives and some of the most difficult of times are sometimes the things that long-term, and I'm not saying they were fun to go through or that I wish them on you, but sometimes long-term, we find that they've watered us and helped us grow made us even more amazing than we were beforehand. And that is part of the purpose and the point of life, is to get you from where you are to the even better that you will and are headed towards so that you can make a difference in the world, so that you can be the best you that you can be while it's called today. I've got another great number one international best-selling author, just like Pauline was, and I'm going to bring her to you right now as we talk more about what is your purpose. Join me in welcoming Dr. Kimberly Dunlap. Hey, Kimberly, how you doing today? I'm fantastic, Steve. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so good. You know, life is in transition, but it's all really good stuff. So first of all, tell us just a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Okay, so I show up in the world. I am a speaker, now a published author, 
I'm a leadership development strategist. And what I do is I go into organizations and I help organizations develop their leadership with a focus on employee engagement, excuse me, also um, job satisfaction, diversity, emotional intelligence, inclusion, equity, things such as that. So that is how I am showing up in the world. <laughs> Perfect. And your book is called Imperfect, which in parentheses is I'm perfect by perfect. design. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, where the idea for that even came up for you. Um, <laughs> I like to say that I am a reformed perfectionist. I say that now in the years that I have been doing so much self-work, I understand that perfectionism is a form of fear. And so imperfect by design is basically my mantra to handling life on a daily basis to say that however I show up in the world, however I was created, the way that I was created, I'm perfect. There are no mistakes. I am supposed to be at this time in this space. I'm supposed to look like I look. I'm supposed to weigh what I weigh. I, I am perfect. And so, you know, learning, making everyone understand that imperfection is your unique sauce. So that's what makes me different from you, you different from me, the, just the small things. And so that, that's, that's what this book is about. It's my life's mantra. <laughs> basically. Oh, I love that. So, I mean, a lot of us are driven by that whole concept of trying to do it right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Got to get it perfect. Can't be good enough. It has to keep doing it until we get it perfect. Um, you know, what do we even do to be able to break that mold of, you know, you got to do it perfect or it's just not right and begin to really accept where we are right now today? One of the things that, and of course, I go into great detail um, with, with, with a lot of the, the things that I had to learn the hard way. Um, <laughs> of course, Steve, I'm trying to keep everyone from having to learn the hard way. But um, the first thing is really realizing and being completely honest with yourself, with everyone else's opinion out of the matter, with everyone, how everyone else feels out of the matter, just being okay with the person you see when you look in the mirror. That, that's, that's the main thing. And it took me 20 plus years, I won't date myself, but 20, <laughs> 20 plus years to realize that regardless of whether anyone else on this great big old earth enjoys me, I have to enjoy them. And so, and, and, so that's, that's, that's really the, the main thing is, is, is knowing and being honest with yourself and saying that, you know, I like me. I like that's, me. <laughs> that's so powerful. And I just assumed when you said 20 plus years that that meant that you were like 21 or 22. So exactly. There you go. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I've often said on my show and with other people, um, the true definition of humility is having a right perspective of yourself, being able to say, you know, hey, I'm really great at this kind of thing. And I'm not really great at that kind of thing, but just being honest with it. Um, why do we so much, uh, you know, not want to celebrate what we're good at and be over the top about the things that we're not so good at? <laughs> I think that we put a lot more emphasis on the things that we aren't good at in an effort to make ourselves good in them. Um, because of course, as with anything, the squeaky area gets the wheel. So everything else that you do right, oh, that's normal. And you, again, you wanna have a sense of humility. Um, we, and, and I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure I, I share the sentiment with a lot of people, you, I wasn't taught to praise myself. I wasn't taught to look into the things that made me unique, made me special, the things that I did better than anyone else in the room. But what I was taught was that if you can't, if you don't succeed the first time, you got to keep, 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 keep trying. 
well, maybe that's just not my ministry. Maybe it's not my, it's not a part of my ministry to be a brain surgeon, but I'm one heck of a leadership development strategist. So I'm going to accentuate that. <laughs> All of my gifts were given to me for a purpose to further extend my mission here in this space, in this time. So I'm going to accentuate those things. But, but I know for myself speaking, I wasn't taught that as a child. I, I, I wasn't. So. So I won't ask you which of your children is your favorite because um, that could be a problem, but. Um, <laughs> Whichever one I'm talking to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but for the book, um, what's your favorite part of the book? <laughs> it's okay to be weird. That is my absolute favorite part of the book. And just, just a little background. I'm an only child, excuse me. Um, when I embarked on being a parent, I was determined I'm going to make, I'm going to have two children because I don't want my child to be the only child. And um, so, so in doing so, I quickly had to realize these are two totally different people. Like their personalities are completely different within itself. So again, when you say which, which child is the favorite, whichever one I'm talking to at that time, but I, I wasn't celebrated for those things that made me quirky or, or weird. Um, I, I didn't like to go outside and play. I like to read books, you know? Um, I really didn't like cartoons, so to speak. I like nature programs. So all of those things as a child, I, I was teased and taunted about and so I started to kind of shush them up and kind of go along with the crowd. So the reason I bring my children up uh, in, in, in this uh, explanation is because I taught my children, it's okay to be different, be different. It's okay, because there will never be another you. So, so that's, that's definitely one of the things that um, inspired that chapter. And that chapter was the hardest part of my self-development because it truly had to, I had to annihilate everything that I had ever known from the time from as far back as I can remember. So, and, 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 you know, if you're trying to break a habit that you started last week, try breaking one you started at two, at the age of two, <laughs> at the age of two years old, that's, that's an even harder habit to break. So, you know, so that, that's really the, my most favorite part of the book that it's okay to be weird and, celebrate those things. I love that. So, you know, the, the by design part, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, where does the design come from? Where's the design blueprint and what is the by design that we're perfect by? Okay. So when I say by design, meaning just as, as the architecture of a house, if they put a wall in that area, or doorway in that area, it was designed that way. When you complete the construction of that home and that doorway is there and you say, hmm, we probably should have moved that doorway over maybe about a foot to the right. Doesn't mean the doorway is wrong. It just means that that was part of the original design of it, right? So when I, when I say by design, meaning that when I was birthed into this three-dimensional reality that I'm in right now, um, whether you say, you know, whether you call it God or, or Lord or universe or whomever, I was supposed to be exactly who I was when I came into this space. So I was de designed that way. My blueprint <laughs> has been erased, moved around, a few things changed, just like a house before it becomes a, a home. But the way that I was designed is perfect. And that's, that's, that's where that comes from. Mm, I love that so much. So what kind of people do you like to, you know, do you prefer working with? I prefer working with people that truly understand and are ready to take back their power in the world. And when I say take back their power in the world to no longer um, subject themselves to what society thinks they should be or what their parents have told them they should be or um, 
how their friends think they should act or how they think they should be. Those are the people that I like to work with, the people that are on the cusp that know that what everyone else has said isn't exactly what brings them joy. And they're ready to step into their joy, whether it be career, whether it be parenthood, whether it be in love relationships, whatever the situation is, that they're really ready to step into their joy and to go against what everyone else has said they should be doing. I went to school and I got the degrees and I got the home and the 2.5 children and the dog and the picket fence (laughs) and all of those things because that's what I was told I was supposed to do. But that didn't really make me a lot of aspects about that in my nine to five career. I did very well, very successful, but it didn't bring me joy. Talking to people and keeping them from crying at night because they've had to put on a facade of who they are during the day. And the only time that they get to be themselves is at night alone when they cry. If I can stop one tear, then then it's worth it. That's what brings me joy. I like that's that's I, just to help them find their joy. So that's that's really and and what I've realized in working in leadership roles is that while the leaders are sometimes praised a lot, the leaders have always had to stick to a certain standard in order to be in the place that they are. And so they often neglect what is important to them, what brings them joy, just their personal smile in order to maintain what they've been told that they have to do. So that's, that's, that's kind of where the passion comes from for it. Mm, I love that so much. So, and, and the book is available on Amazon today. Imperfect. I am perfect or I'm perfect by design. Um, you know, you can get it on Amazon today and I'm going to put the link in for those of you that didn't read it in the description. I'm going to put the link in here for you to read as well. Um, hopefully that works now. And if not, I'll do it after the show. Um, and give us some idea of if people want to go deeper than the book with you, how could they get in contact with you? You can reach me at Dr. Kim at drkimdunlap.com. <laughs> Dr. Kim, D-R-K-I-M at Dr. D-R-K-I-M D-U-N-L-A-P.com. And I would be happy to jump on a strategy call with you and just to discuss what you have and see how I can support you. And if I can't support you, I have done a lot of work. I, I can find someone that can help you. <laughs> I can't. Perfect. I love that. Well, before we end today, leave us some with some words of cur- of encouragement about being perfect by design. Everything is exactly the way that it was intended. For every night that you have wondered, for every day that didn't feel quite right, by someone else's standards, you should only check your own standards. You're perfect. And you were designed that way. Mm, I love that. Do you get the book, Imperfect, I'm Perfect by Design by Dr. Kimberly Dunlap. Kimberly, thanks so much for spending some time with us here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Have a fantastic day. I hope you will look yourself in the mirror today and say to yourself, I'm perfect. I'm this way. I'm this way by design. All the things that have happened in my life, they serve me and they're part of my purpose. And they will use it to be able to live out your purpose in this world as we live as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take another break and then we'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. 
Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity, and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes your today.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call your today.com go to your today.com book a talk with steve it's proven it's guaranteed it's gonna happen all you have to do is say yes to your destiny Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We're talking about what is the purpose? What is your purpose? We've got one last guest here. We're going to bring it down to the practical now and show how living out the things that you are in this world can show up as a powerful business to also allow you to be able to show up in your business. Have I piqued your curiosity? I hope so. Let's go. Join me in welcoming Josh Fonger. Hey, Josh, how are you doing today? Doing great, Steve. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here with us. Tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Well, uh, I'm a husband, father, entrepreneur, Christian. I guess the list goes on and on and on. But uh, in terms of business stuff, I help small business owners grow their companies. Uh, meanwhile, lowering their work hours using a specific method called the work the system method. So what's legitimately the number you can number of hours you can get a person down to uh, being able to work effectively a week? Effectively. Well, uh, if you want to be an owner of a company, you can go down to zero, right? <laughs> you can set the company so that you literally own it and it runs without you. That, that's the ultimate goal for a lot of my clients or to, um, or to sell it uh, or to pass it down. Uh, but if you want to stay in, in the mix, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple hours a week, right? So you can actually see what's going on. But uh, a lot of people, they like to do more ownership level things, which is uh, research and development, uh, you know, setting up new, new entities, new deals, new funding, uh, new initiatives. And to do that, they need their day-to-day operations to be uh, working uh, for them, right? Their, their core business. And um, that's what we help people do. Uh, so I don't know if you can put a specific hour on it, uh, but I think most small business owners would say right now they're too much in the day-to-day, so too many hours. And if you're spending, let's just say, 40 hours a week in the day-to-day, uh, no one's actually running the business uh, as an owner. You're just a full-time employee. Makes sense. So, you know, the typical statement is being an entrepreneur is the only place where you can quit your nine to five jobs so you can work 70 or 80 hours a week. Um, is that still true? And it's just what they're spending the hours or do you actually encourage and teach them how to not work that many hours? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great quote. Um, well, I think that what I want people to do is, is say that uh, as an entrepreneur, you're trying something new and which is great, you know, startup, whatever that might be. But eventually you're going to move to uh, business owner mindset, which is I want to operate this, this company well. And uh, you'll realize that uh, it doesn't need to always have the most creative, unique, out-of-the-box, risk-taking ideas. Uh, there's a, a clear, uh, and that's why our company is big on documentation, a clear strategy and focus towards a very clear product or service, towards a very clear customer delivered in a very clear way. And once you've you know, nailed that down, um, all of the uh, unique and risk-taking ideas of an entrepreneur become less uh, important in the day-to-day, and it's more about structure, organization, and um, just having a really smooth operation. So, um, you know, if you move from an entrepreneurial mindset to an owner mindset, then, uh, yeah, you, could, you, you don't have to work that many hours because uh, there's not as many 
ideas that are being thrown against the wall that you have to kill later on. Uh, it's, yeah, we know our core process, we know our core product, we know our core customer. Now we just want to do it really well uh, at the highest volume for the highest impact for the most people. And uh, then it's about uh, growing a team to run those processes as opposed to you uh, working all those hours. And that, that's really a, a transition that a lot of founders um, find takes way too many years <laughs> and maybe, maybe they never get there. And we try to help people make that transition faster, smoother, and realize that maybe their skill set as an entrepreneur is not really the best to be in the day-to-day -day, uh, because they love to change things so often and they love risk and uh, they love, uh, I guess, borderless uh, decision-making. And we want them to move towards actually the structure and the control of the day-to-day -day of your product and service is going to make it better. And removing yourself from that day-to-day is probably actually going to make your company better as well, uh, more profitable too. Love that. So with that in mind, um, what is the biggest thing that keep people from, you know, letting go of the reins? I guess that's a good way of saying it. Uh, well, people like, uh, you know, when they find a you know, found a company, start a company, uh, they, uh, they want it to be good, right? It's part of their personality. It's part of who they are. And uh, so they want control, right? And control is a good thing. Having control over your product and service and your delivery is a good thing. And they equate control to doing the work or being over all of the work all the time to control it. And what we want them to know is there's a, a better way. And the big companies have figured that out. And that's control through systemization or documentation. And so we, we take owners through a method of taking all of the best ideas, the best thoughts, the best guidelines, the best checklists, the best, um, every aspect of their company that's in their head and in their team's head, their core team. And if we get it down and document it, the strategic objective, the operating principles, the processes and procedures, then you will have a very high level of control, but it's not going to be control through you being there or doing the work. It's control through the best ideas and the best ways of working already figured out and put into a place where people can come, good people can come and go and work within that framework that you've built and produce that work that you've already laid out uh, in a controlled environment. And so we want owners to say, yes, your idea for control of quality is great. We just wanted to put it into a mechanism that scales, that can go from you know doing 10 units a week to 10,000 units a week but still do it at the same quality just without you having to be there. And I think that's the, the thing that um, it's difficult work to do to extract that information. And it's difficult to get out of the day to day because it requires an investment in team, an investment in your infrastructure and an in, in investment in your company. And um, we work with owners who are ready to make that shift. A lot of people struggle with that documentation element that you're talking about. You know, you go from one or two or, you know, a small group of people that all know their stuff and then you want to start bringing in other people. Um, what is a wiser way to document the stuff than just, you know, working a whole nother second job doing documentation? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, uh, it's the heavy lifting. Not a lot of people like to do it. Uh, well, for one, you could work with us. We could certainly help you do it. And we have a team of uh, writers and trainers and consultants and coaches to, to make that happen. But uh, beyond that, I think it's, it's about having a, a mindset first. And this is probably an overused uh, philosophy, but um, the owner and the team has to first think differently about their business, not their business being them, but their business being the, the way they go about doing work, their, their systematic way of doing their work. And so once they think about their company differently. We would say from an or outside and slightly elevated viewpoint, you know, they're looking down on the things that happen. So thinking differently about their company and then realizing that, hey, we're already doing things systematically to some degree. We just need to go about starting to document how we do it. So it's more of a, a diary of how they're doing things already first, as opposed to a second job. It's, hey, you're making a sales call. Why don't you write down how you do that sales call as you're doing it and you're starting to build up that knowledge base 
And um, then as you segment the things you do, you don't have to bring in a whole new person working 40 hours a week doing everything that you're currently doing. It's about bringing people on to do the small things, to do the easy things, to do the repeatable things. And then you're slowly handing off tasks and you know, the importance of those tasks become even more important. And the, the necessity for that person to be here every single day becomes more and more important over time. And then um, you know, eventually you start making some, you know, you crawl and you walk and you run and you sprint. And so you're, you're kind of moving that direction, but um, the, the time to start is now as opposed to thinking, well, someday maybe I'll be ready and then I'll write all these SOPs. Um, that's the wrong way to think about it because that just that day won't come. It's a, okay, my mindset is we're doing this. The strategy is to start working it as we go. And then we're going we're gonna to build this team um, one piece at a time, one brick at a time. And uh, we'll do it very methodically. And I think that those who have a methodical, uh, driven, we're going to do this no matter what, if it takes us two weeks, two years, two decades, they're the ones that um, they get a little bit of work done each day and uh, they build great companies. And so that, that would be more of the approach is I, I don't want people to think this is a quick fix or like they do this and then, you know, uh, six months later, they're millionaires. It's, um, it's a long-term strategy and um, you'd be amazed what you can build in the long-term. So for the person who has as a goal, I'd like to write me completely out of my business and have it run even better than it does when I'm doing it. Um, what is a realistic time frame to go from, you know, the doing everything mentality to being completely freed from at least to the company? Yeah, a great, great question. And of course, a million factors involved, right? Uh, you, you know, I talked to Sam Carpenter, the author of the book, Work the System. And that's what we base our methodology on is that book, Work the System. And uh, it took him five, six years to do it. And he chronicles how he did it in his book. And uh, people always ask him, well, now that you know what you know, how fast could you do it? And he said about six months. And so the, 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 the difference is how intensely and intentional will you be, go, be going about extracting yourself from day to day? And that's going to you know, speed up that time frame from extracting yourself. And so I've had clients who've done it in, uh, I had one client do it in four months, but usually it's, you know, six months to a year. But some clients, they, they really enjoy being there more often than I think they should. And so they're still, you know, they're still fairly involved, you know, 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week, even three, four, five years later, because they really like it. And um, that's fine, right? We're just letting you know that, that you wouldn't have to be there. But if you really love it and you want to be a part of that day to day, uh, you can um, so it's, you know, but, but the answer also depends on, of course, the market, you know, what is the make of your company, the, the strength of your finances, how big your team is right now, what industry you're in. I mean, you name it, there's a hundred factors, but I can be done. So let's talk about somebody who has a small business, you know, they've got two to five employees plus themselves, um, and they really want to begin the process of growing. Um, what is a tip that you can give them to really start growing intentionally? Well, the, the first tip I would say would be to write down a strategic objective. So um, you and your mind might know, you know kind of where you want to go and kind of how you're going to get there. But if you're going to actually stick to it and have people rally around it and recruit based on it and do work that's aligned with it, um, you do need to have something written down uh, that, that leads everyone. And so I would take some time. And uh, of course, we train people on how to do this. Write your strategic objective. It's a one-page document. And it tells you every single thing you need to know to run your company. So technically, you could you know, get hit by a bus tomorrow. Or better yet, you know, take a two-year cruise and um, come back. And people would be able to actually run it that way because they know where they're going. So that would be the first most important step. And a lot of times the clients that I work with doing this, they will they'll feel like they're kind of writing something that's not true yet. You know, they're, they're kind of writing about a company that doesn't exist. And that, that's part of the exercise is to write about the direction you're going and the target, the bullseye you're shooting for, even though it's not yet. But then everyone who's around you knows this is what we're working towards. 
and this is what we're always, you know, the direction we're moving. And it's extremely helpful uh, for saying no to bad ideas, for saying yes to good ideas, for doubling down on things that maybe are hard to do but are totally worth it in the long run. And it's just going to make everyone um, way more efficient. Love that. So what kind of people do you, you know, what kind of businesses do you prefer working with? And how can somebody that wants to work with you get in contact with you? Yeah, so our, our client type is, we call them mature business owners. <laughs> and so what does that mean? That means they've, um, they've gone through an ups, ups, ups and downs and uh, uh, bruised knees to realize that um, they're finally ready to treat their company uh, with the maturity it deserves, which is to invest in their infrastructure, their people, their strategy, their, their, uh, their documentation, right? their infrastructure. And so once they're ready for that, and it could be because they want to grow, it could be because they're, they're tired of working so many hours, it could be because they want to you know, sell the company or reduce their work hours, something like that, um, then we work with them. And uh, then they go to wtsenterprises.com and uh, you know, we have coaching, we have consulting, training, we've done for you packages, you, know, you name it. And it's all based on the book, Work the System. And so, um, you know, of course you can get a copy of that book um, at Amazon or download the first few chapters from workthesystem.com, uh, which is the author's website. So you know, either workthesystem.com or WTS Enterprises if they're ready for help. And then we'd love to help them. I love that. Well, Josh, I really appreciate um, this is some really valuable stuff. Thanks for spending some time with us on the show here today. Very good. Hey, thanks for having me, Steve. I am so excited at the possibilities that all three of these guests bring to you. I mean, think about the concept as a business owner of really, truly learning how to lessen all of the stuff you do and show up powerfully in the things that you should be doing to really maximize your time and to give opportunity to others to be able to do and be and shine in the way that they are. That's really exciting, incredible stuff. I hope through all of the guests that I've shared with you today and all the things that we've talked about that you have a little bit of a vision of who you are, that you're no longer in a place where you're saying, What's the purpose of it all? But rather you're looking for and hopefully even seeing at least a little bit your purpose. What is your purpose? Because I hope you've heard me say it before. And if not, I'm going to say it again. You are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. I'm so delighted, so excited for every opportunity that we get to be together here on the radio to talk, to learn, to grow, to laugh, yeah, even sometimes to cry, and to be the best version of ourselves that we can be while it's called today, to really, truly be thriving entrepreneurs. I want that for you. I want to see you live in the heart and soul and core of your purpose, to know it, live in it, swim in it and make this world a better place because you show up while it's called today exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or even think thriving and truly free thanks so much for being with me here today i hope until we're together again next time you're happy safe warm and loved that you live as a thriving entrepreneur that you have an amazing wonderful and great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-